Welcome back to another Monday's Refreshing 15. It's your boy Kawan J. Kenzie back again with another episode. Tonight's title is Purpose Driven. Purpose Driven. The piece of scripture I'm going to be referring back to tonight is the book of Joshua. Um, the book of Joshua, chapter 14. Basically, that whole that whole chapter um is useful for this lesson, um, for this message. Um, but what, what we're going to be picking up at is verse 6. And we're going to go all the way through to verse 14. All right. Um, so let's just go ahead and dig in. Verse 6. All right. Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. It says, Then the tribe of the sons of Judah approached Joshua and Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses and the man of God concerning me and you. In Kadesh Barnea. Verse 7. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to scout the land of Canaan. And I brought a report back to him as it was in my heart. Verse 8. My brothers, fellow spies who went up with me, made the heart of the people melt with fear. But I followed the Lord my God completely. So Moses, and it goes to verse 9. So Moses swore an oath to me on that day, saying, Be assured that the land on which your foot has walked will be an inheritance to you and to your children always, because you have followed the Lord my God completely. Verse 10, and now, and he continues on, he said, And now look, the Lord has let me live, just as he said. These 45 years since the Lord spoke these words to Moses when Israel landed in the wilderness, and now, look, look at me. I'm 85 years old today. Verse 11, I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so is my strength now. For war and for going in and coming out. Verse 12, so now, give me this hill country about which the Lord spoke that day. For you heard on that day that the giant light Anakim were there with great fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. Verse 13. So Joshua blessed them and gave Hebron the, the, uh, to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. And then verse 14. Therefore, Hebron became the inheritance, the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day, because he followed the Lord the God of Israel, completely. All right. Purpose-driven. Purpose-driven. It's very important. It's very important to uh, understand purpose. All right. Understanding purpose, is, I mean, that's that's you understanding why you're here. All right. And the only way you're going to understand purpose, the only way you're going to realize what your purpose is, is if you dig in the word of God. Because it's only in him where you'll find your purpose. Because he's the one that created you, and he created you with purpose. You know what I'm saying? So it's very, it's very important to understand purpose. And once you know purpose, everything that you do in life will be driven by purpose. You're going to do everything with the purpose. It's nothing that you do just because. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to be great just because. You know what I'm saying? It's a, I mean, it's a purpose. You, you're not using that gift that you was given. Just cause there's a purpose behind it. I'm saying it's something that you call to do with it. 
Um, you you you're supposed to be a blessing with that thing. You're supposed to build something with that thing. You're supposed to lead others to Christ with that thing. Whatever it is that God done put on the inside of you, whatever your purpose is, it's something that that's supposed to drive you. I'm saying because your your purpose is so large, your purpose is so big, and it's so important and so grand. You know what I'm saying? So purpose driven, that's very important. All right, so let's go. Let let did let's let's start picking the um uh, picking the scriptures apart. All right, let's go back to verse seven. All right, verse seven. No, let's just go back to verse six. I started from there. Say then the tribe of the sons of Judah approached Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said to him. You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning me and you in Kadesh Barnea. Verse 7, I was 40 years old when Moses, the son, the, the servant of the Lord, on when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to scout the land of Canaan. And I brought a report back to him as it was in my heart. Verse 8, my brothers, my uh, fellow spies who went up with me, Make the heart of the people melt with fear, but I followed the Lord my God completely. This part right here is is very important. So it was a group of them. All right, we we can we can see from reading this part, my brothers. It's a group of them, him and his, and his fellow brothers who went up there with him um, to Canaan to scout that land. They all went up there and they all was assigned. Uh, they all had an assignment. It was all giving instruction and direction. Now, we can see from here, Caleb, out of the group, followed the Lord completely. 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 Now, direction is very important. So, you see, like, when it comes to putting in the navigation and going to a certain place or just making a, making a dish, or, or or what whatever it is like when you're building something building something out the box there's directions and instructions that that, you, that you're supposed to follow um and it's not to hinder you at all it's to help you be successful in what it is that you're doing so that you so that the outcome can be successful all right the outcome can be successful saying what god when god gives us instruction and he gives us instruction through his word he gives us instruction when we have the blueprint when he gives us and he also speaks to us um through others through other vessels of his um, through a message you might hear you feel me so when god speaks to us though know, it's important to follow those instructions especially if he giving you direction on how to get somewhere or direction on how to use a certain thing whether it be a gift or a talent whatever you know how to use a certain tool whatever it is that you have it's important to follow the direct those directions especially from him because it is a prerequisite to your success in that in that thing or with that thing all right now when you don't follow those directions then you know you get off course and you know you, you mess things up like something like if you were baking something and you didn't use the right amount of recipe or the right amount of a certain uh yeah a certain recipe uh for that cake that the, the cake won't rise the cake don't rise as supposed to because you didn't do it right you didn't follow the directions completely 
Now you kind of did your own thing. Therefore, it didn't work. It didn't rise. There was no success in that. All right, so now scratch that. Start it over because it didn't work. Feel me? So going back to the scripture, uh, he says right here, uh, I, but I followed the Lord my God completely. And he understands there's a reward in that. There's there's reward in that. There's success in that. There's something that, that there's a blessing in that. Following God's word, following his instructions completely, following his ways completely. I like to call it God occupied, being fully occupied in the presence of God and letting God's presence fully occupy you, being fully occupied in the assignment of God and letting God's assignment completely occupy you. Like you, you're just submerged in him, in, in anything of him. Your gifts, your talents, anything that he done gave you, you're submerged in that, you're, you're occupied with that. You ain't got no time for, for, for anything outside of it. I'm saying you have a mission, you have a vision, a God-given mission and vision, and that's what you occupy with. That's what you occupy with. Kingdom stuff, kingdom things. Family pleasing the Lord, living for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Now moving on, verse 8, he say, I mean, no, verse 9. After he says that, he says, so Moses, because he understands there's a there's a promise connected to his obedience, his obedient faith in God. He says, so Moses swore an oath to me on that day, saying, be assured. And this is and what, what Moses is saying is, is what God is saying. So God's, I mean, Moses relaying the message from God. God, He's being used as a vessel of God in this moment. So Moses swore an oath to me on that day, saying, be assured that the land on which your foot has walked will be in the will be an inheritance to you and your children always because you have followed the lord my god completely all right now that's a promise that's a promise attached to your, your obedient faith your obedient faith in the direction that god has given you there's a promise on that there's a reward in that all right verse 10 he's saying now look he's continuing on now look <laughs> And now look, the Lord has let me live. Just as he just as he said, these 45 years since the Lord has uh, since the Lord spoke this word to Moses when Israel landed in the wilderness. And now look, I'm 85 years old today. 85 years old today. You know what I'm saying? He was when when he got that word, that was years ago when he got that word. Years ago when he got that word. And, and I just want to pause right there. That lets you know right there. The promises of God don't, it, it's, it's not. What God say stands. What God say stands. No matter how much time done went by. No matter how much things you done did. Um, the land, your so-called, the land, your process. No matter what, you know, miss, miss routes that you done took. No matter about all that, that right there. I mean, yeah, you might be delaying your process and you might be prolonging your your your, your promise, but the promise still stands. The promise still stands, and sometimes it's not. That's not necessarily the case. It's just simply God has a, an appointed time for that promise to manifest and come to pass, and it just ain't come yet. You just gotta stay the course, though. Just stay the court. There's a promise attached to it, and what God said He gonna do, 
he gonna do. I'm saying he's finna get it done. All right. Going on to verse 11, he said, I'm still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so is my strength now. For war and for going in and for going out and coming in. In other words, all this time didn't change. Like what if God equipped you for something? If God strengthened you for something, he, you're still equipped and strengthened for that thing. You're still empowered to do it. Don't think time, too much time has gone away. Like there's youngins out here that's because they didn't get something done when they were 17, they think, oh, now that they're in their 20s, they can't get it. No, no, no. See, if it has anything to do, do with your purpose, I ain't talking about little stuff that you want to do. It's just a fleshly thing you want to get done at this certain time, but you ain't get No, that, that's completely different from purpose stuff. That's why it's important to be purpose-driven. Purpose-driven. For example, I, I mean, I, I used to be a hooper. You know what I'm saying, I, and I still consider myself as a hooper, but I used to play at the collegiate level. I used to actually play and, and, and practice and work on my game and um, play in games and, you know, prepare for games. And, you know, I was that student athlete. But God took me through a shift, and I had to accept it and understand where God was taking me it was way bigger than me being the player. You know, it was more about me now pouring back into the players and teaching the players and leading the players and telling my story. Um, um, that I, you know, just telling my story and teaching different life lessons that I have gained and learned through the game of basketball. You know what I'm saying now, now I became purpose driven, and that was actually more fun than actually playing the game. And I never know, and I and I didn't, you know, you could ask me that as a, as a high schooler, did I ever think that was gonna happen? I I would have said no, nah. I would have said no, nah, but I started, um getting this different type of fulfillment type of feeling um, when it came to me actually pouring into others, pouring back into the youngest and, and helping them flourish in the game of basketball, but also seeing it from a different point of view, not uh, understanding it's not just a game. And I never thought it was just a game. I, I mean, I looked at it as my ticket. I, I looked at it as something that kept me out of trouble. I looked at it as something I was able to feed my family with. I looked at it as something, you know, it was fun. It was it, it was just my thing. It wasn't just a game. But at the same time, I didn't look at it from this point of view like how I do now. So all the life lessons that I had gained from it, now I'm able to teach that to the youngest as well as help them sharpen their game and help them be, you know, help them be successful, especially mentally and, you know, physically as well on and off the court, on and off the court. You know what I'm saying? So you never, never think you out of time. Uh, never never think too much time then went past. It, that's not nah. a lot of time and too much time are two different things. A lot of time might have went past, but God's grace still kept you. God's grace still kept you. I'm saying going back to uh, Caleb's age, and he said he's, he's 45 years since the Lord spoke this word. He said now he's 85. 85. <laughs> 85 years old now. Like a lot of time that went past before he seen that, that promise come to pass, but not too much time went past. Too much time mean like, it's like, 
you overdid it. You don't have you don't have no more time. Too much time has passed. Therefore, you cannot do it. But you know, those are two different things. So just pay attention to those words. All right, now moving on to verse 12. Verse 12 say, so now I'm let me start at 11 so it could flow for you. Uh, it says, I'm still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so is my strength now. For war and for going out and coming in. Verse 12. So now, give me this hill country about which the Lord spoke that day. For you heard on that day that the giant like Anakim were there with great fortified cities. Fortify, for those that don't know, know what that is, that just means basically like heavily armed, heavily armed or protected. I'm saying so. So in other words, um, in other words, these cities they scrapped up. You know what I'm saying security is high level, high level security. They're giant like. You know what I'm saying so. It's, it's it's anybody can't just walk up in that place and think they just gonna do whatever they want to do. They protect it, they, they, they alert, they ready, all right? But Caleb ain't see none of that, why? Cause he got a word, he got a promise. From who? God, one who's over all that. I'm saying his protection is, is better than all that. I'm saying his weapon and power is better than all that. You know what I'm saying? So. His attitude towards it is perhaps the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. So they could be all scrapped up all they want. They could be heavily armed all they want. They could be giant like all they want. The Lord going to be with me and I'm going to drive them out just like the Lord already said. Straight like that. All right. Straight like that. Verse 13 says, So Joshua blessed them and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day, because he followed the Lord, the, the Lord, the God of Israel, completely. Uh, for those that don't know what Hebron is, uh, Hebron is considered one of the oldest cities in, in the Levant. All right, it's a it's a it's a city in the Levant. Um, biblical meaning for is society, friendship, right? Society or friendship. And what a Levant is, uh, it's historically, it's a geographical term referring to a large, like large, large area in the Eastern Mediterranean region of um of Western Asia. You know what I'm saying it's a real big like real big space. So, you know, just to give you an idea, like, like it represents the land bridge between Africa and Eurasia. You know what I'm saying? And for those that aren't familiar with that, I, I'll read you the definition of what a land bridge is. All right, um, and basically it says uh, a wider land, a wider land connection between otherwise set, separate areas over which animals and plants are able to cross and colonize new lands. A land bridge can be created regression in which sea levels fall, exposing shallow, previously submerged sections of continental shelf, or when new land is created by plate tectonics, uh, tectonics or occasionally when 
the seafloor rises due to post-glacial rebound after an ice age. So just to give you an idea, this is a very, very large uh, platform, very large platform, very large space of land, not small at all. You know what I'm saying? Not small at all. So this just, this just shows you how big of territory God had, had promised them, how big of territory that God was already, that God already said was going to be his. But he just had to wait. He just had to wait to see it manifest. He had to wait to see it come to pass. But also in that waiting, he had to follow those directions. He had to follow those directions completely. Follow God completely. I want to I want to throw this out there. This um this is this is a small little story. Um, I was in the car with my friend. She was dropping me off home. Um, and when we pulled up to the crib, my mama's car was in the driveway part, but the passenger door was wide open. Um, it was my sister who had left it open, but you know we. Pulled up to the crib and the passenger door was wide open. And prior to us pulling up, we was actually talking about, you know, these new doors that God has opened for us. And I, you know, we just gotta have the faith to walk into them. And you know, these gifts that He's given us, they're keys to open these doors. There's some doors, you know, we got the key to walk right. You know, we have authority to open those doors. And then there's also doors just wide open. God has them wide open. We just gotta have the faith to walk in. You know what I'm saying? Just follow his lead and walk on, just walk on in. And when we pulled up, like I said, the passenger door to my mama's car was wide open. <laughs> and I looked at it, and, you know, that was a message all in the long And I looked at her, and you feel me? It was kind of like, like, look at that. <laughs> we were just talking about, you feel me, these doors, you know, doors being wide open. And all we got to do is just go in. I said, now, Look like pay attention, like which door is open right now? The passenger door. The passenger door. All we gotta do is hop in. God gonna lead the way. He gonna drive. He gonna drive. <laughs> you feel me? He gonna drive. And he's the navigation. You know, we you know, people say Jesus take the wheel. You know, that's literally what that situation was 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 saying. You know, that 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 picture, that image, when we pulled up and the passenger door was open, that's how I seen it. You know, Jesus is going to take the wheel. God going to take the wheel. We just got to get in the get in the ride and just slide. You know what I'm saying? Get in that purpose ride and just slide. You know, whenever you're in the presence of God, you're in the presence of your purpose. You know what I'm saying? And when you have the presence of God filling you up and occupying your space, you're occupying the field up with your purpose. So just get in that purpose ride and just slide. Let them, let them lead, let them lead you, let them guide you, let them be your navigation, let them give you your directions. Let them get get you to where you need to go. Sometimes you don't even know where to step or how to step. But God already knows. God already knows. God already knows. So just go ahead, let them take you, let them lead you. And let's go back to scripture too. Let me, Go back to scripture. You see, um, we're gonna go back to twelve, verse twelve. So Joshua fourteen, verse twelve. It says, "So now, give me this here country. All right, so this new territory. All right, so we shall understand 
by this point, by this uh, by this moment. Um, this is new territory uh, for Caleb. Excuse me. New territory that God promised him. New territory that God was leading him into. New territory, right here. He said, so now give me this hill country, this promise, this promise. I was waiting on this right here. This is for me. I'm claiming it in the name of Jesus. So now give me this hill country about which the Lord spoke that day. For you heard on that day that the John like Anakin were there with great fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me. So it don't matter how, how fortified they is. Or how big and giant like they are, the Lord's gonna be with me, and I shall drive them out, just as the Lord said. God was speaking to me, and, and you know, revealed to me that in our in our drive, you know, us driving, us pursuing, us pushing, don't necessarily always gotta be us in the driver's seat. I'm saying it don't necessarily gotta be us, you know, holding the wheel, you know. Just with us hopping in that car with him, you're going to drive things out with him. I'm saying you and him together, y'all going to drive certain things out. So if certain things ain't supposed to be in your way or certain things that, you know, like say business, for instance, guys calling you to a certain building or some people, but somebody already got that building or somebody's trying to buy that building. They got more money than you. And, you know, they seem like it, it just seemed more promising for them to get the building. But that's the building you feel like it's for you. You feel like God is calling you to that building. You and God together going to drive them out. You and God together going to drive them out. It's not about, it's not no, no, no bad thing. It's literally God called you to it. So see it through, right? God called you to do it. So see it through. So see it through. Don't, don't, don't quit on that vision. Don't quit on that promise. Cause it still stands, no matter what it looking like. No matter how secure they may seem in their finances. No matter how strong or giant like they may seem. Because they might be a bigger name brand or a bigger name business at the time or whatever the case may be. Don't, 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 don't look at all that right there, cause it really don't matter. Because if, if God's on your side, nobody and nothing can successfully um, be against you. Nothing and nobody can successfully be against you. They'll never prevail. They'll never prevail against you because God is on your side. You can't fail. You know what I'm saying? You can't fail. So it's very important to be purpose-driven. And um, the word for this year, and my church was driven, is is driven. You know, here in 2022, is driven, driven, driven. And prior to this, God had already put in my heart, put in my spirit to be purpose driven. I told you about, you know, my situation with playing ball and me transitioning, transitioning out of being the actual basketball player, you know, being on the roster, hooping. You know, transitioning from that to actually teaching the game and training others, um, training young athletes, and you know, develop help helping with the development process of the, the, these young basketball players. Yeah, everything they do was just purpose, and what he was calling me to. I'm a vessel of his, and I'm in in this way bigger than playing, just playing ball. I'm saying it was way bigger than me just being the player. 
It had to do with my purpose. It had to do with what he was calling me to. So being purpose-driven is very important. I want to encourage y'all to, if y'all, some people really don't even know what they was called to do and just don't know their purpose. And some do. Some do and just sitting on it. Just sitting on it and not really following the directions that they know they're supposed to be following. Either party, I just want to encourage you to really submerge in the word of God. Really get yourself in his presence and let his presence fill you up so that you can start to begin to know your purpose. Because knowing your purpose and not finding, knowing your purpose and not living or walking in your purpose is basically like not knowing your purpose. At the same, I mean, you can't know your purpose because what God calls us to do is so green and so big. And if you really knew what it was, you would really want to do it. But I also understand the side of it where you might know your purpose and you might have been on fire about it. And somewhere along the line, you got around the wrong crowd, you got around the wrong influence, you got around the wrong, you know, just people who just was not filling you up with the right things. And instead of speaking victory over you, they were speaking defeat. Instead of encouraging you, they would discourage you. Instead of motivating you, they would just like just tear you down. It wasn't building you up, they were just tearing you down. And that might that right there might have triggered something. That right there might have blew out the flame. I encourage you to pick things back up. Pick things back up, especially right now in this season. Uh, the, the year is not done. The year is not done. We, we, we're in the latter parts of it. And the latter parts of it is the greater parts of it. If you believe that. If you could see that. I'm sure a lot of y'all came into this year thinking that, that, that this year was going to be amazing. See, I knew I knew that this year was going to be an amazing year because of what God had told me and showed me. I'm saying, so I was standing on his word, but somewhere along the line, I too fell off. I too lost sight. I too lost my fight. And I feel like it was because the wrong influence I had around me, the wrong just energy that I had around me, the wrong type of, it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't it. It wasn't it. It did not match with what God um, was calling me to do. It just wasn't it. It was slowing me down. It wasn't helping me speed up or, or or stay consistent. It was just slowing me down, discouraging me to the point I felt like, dang. <laughs> like, I, I, I was literally just think, thinking to myself, I would be thinking to myself, like, this year was supposed to be, like, tough. This year was supposed to be like a big one. I didn't, I didn't necessarily give up on it. I still feel like somewhere along the line it's gonna click, something gonna change. And I just want to encourage y'all. It can change if it hasn't already. This is your time. This is your moment. This is your season. It's time to switch gears. It's time to switch gears and get back purpose driven. It's time to switch gears and become purpose driven. And if you ain't got it in you, if you don't, if you ain't got it in you to to push anymore, I mean, just go. That means you out of gas. You know what I'm saying? That's all they saying. Like you just out of gas. You out of gas. You ain't got no more strength. You you lose. You losing your fight. You just out of gas. The greatest refill that you can get is from God. Let Him fill you back up. Let Him fill you back up, so that you can continue on. 
Let them fill you back up so you could continue on, 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 on your God-given mission, all right, so that you can see clear again your God-given vision. All right, now I'm going to play this for y'all, and we're going to go ahead and clock out. Because I had said, I had made this video um, a little while ago, a little earlier in the year, and I myself needed to hear it again. So I'm going to just play this for y'all real quick. Real talk to you. Sorry, got me turned up. Look, I just want to encourage the next person to be purpose driven. You know what I'm saying? I'm purpose driven. You get what I'm saying? Look, we all got a purpose. We all got one. We all got one to fulfill. This year, 2022, look, we purpose driven all year long and for the rest of our lives. And I want somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's just one to get on board with that. Get in your purpose ride. And just slide, you get what I'm saying? Just slide it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Stay the course. Stay on your mission. And if you need a refill, ask God. He's gonna give you that and help you keep going. But slide, yeah. Slide. Get in your purpose ride and just slide. Get in your purpose ride and just slide. All right, and don't stop. Now, if you already stopped like myself, I I I done stop. I done slowed down myself, but I ain't down for the count. See, the enemy will want you. The enemy wants you to stay down for the count. The enemy wants you to just go ahead, slow down, run out of gas, and just don't, don't, pro, don't proceed. But that's how you lose. You ain't lose because you stopped. You ain't lose because you went through some journey. That, that's not. That's not the defeat. That's life. Straight like that. That's life. How you gonna approach life? How you gonna bounce back? How you gonna move forward? I'm saying, and the way I'm trying to encourage y'all to move forward is move forward in purpose, move forward on purpose, move forward for a purpose. I right, be driven by your purpose. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than your situation. It's bigger than what 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 done happened in your past. It's bigger than what done tore you down. It's bigger than what done discouraged you. It's bigger than all that right now. It's bigger than all your successes up to this point, too. It don't even compare to where you're going. I'm saying, God, I got a great plan for you. Don't miss out on it. Don't miss out on it just because of the, the, the hardships of life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and that's the message. You know, I, hope, I hope that message right there, oh, man, that's deep. Well, I pray that that message, that message right there um, helps a lot of y'all. And it marinates deep down inside of y'all hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, um, and produce God's fruit within y'all and through y'all. All right, um, y'all continue putting in y'all best and let God handle the rest. And God willing, I'll see y'all again for the next Monday's refreshing 15 session. God bless.